Hey, man. What's going on? Oh, nothing much. <laughs> just introduce the topic, Tim. All right. Well, I was just trying to, but then you interrupted me. This is I'm just summarizing the first two minutes of every episode we do. That's <laughs> not even close to true. Have you ever heard of uh, you got that tattooed on your body forever? <laughs> yeah, I did. Isn't it cool? <laughs> it's just a little bomb. It's like the it's it's actually I think it's the bomb from from Super Mario Brothers. Mario. <laughs> no, I knew. I saw that. I went, Why did you, you like get a Super Mario Brothers bomb? Like how I said I think. <laughs> That's what I'm like. What did you? That was an impulsive tattoo. It was Friday the Thirteenth. They were thirty bucks, and this was one of the ones that I was like, "Hey, that looks cool." We're gonna like put in a explosion. And you were like, do a crooked in a couple weeks. Yeah, it's like he's running down my arm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. you I'm heard going, it here, folks. I'm going back into Tim's slow decline. Yeah. You were here at the beginning, so congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. There is a an interesting phenomenon. <laughs> yes. Uh, that I noticed that you and I were talking about. Um, you can hear the wind come out of our sails. If you listen through the whole catalog, we seem so excited about life at the beginning of our catalog of the podcast. But then as life goes on and we got punched a few times, you can tell like we're just maybe you (laughs) (laughs) I I like my life. What are you trying to say? I'm not saying either of us don't like our life. I think we both love our life. We're just a little but more think, realistic now. Yeah, I think I think we were just bright eyed like oh, we were yeah. fresh out of college. Oh, yeah, when no, we started. we're dull. We're dead inside <laughs> now for sure. Like I think there was just a period we were in our early 20s. The world was our oyster. We were excited. We barely like had anything go wrong yet. Yeah, and then now it's like oh like we realize my uh, rent was $300. Of course <laughs> I was so happy. You know, I mean, what are you talking about now? We have like now, you know what it is? It's now we sound responsible. That's what it is. I don't think it's that we sound sad or that life is over. I just think no, it sounds like we're adults. I think there's a genuine thing that happens in your early 20s. You you go through college or whatever you do in your early 20s. Everybody kind of has this figuring out phase and then you kind of go into real adulthood life mm-hmm. and then when you step into that, there's like this there's this this twinkle in your eye and yeah. you're like excited because you have all these dreams about what it's going to be like and sure. then you experience it and you're like this is harder than anybody said it was yeah. going to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then at what point does life demoralize you so much and tear you down and just beat the heck out yeah. of you that you just impulsively get cartoon characters <laughs> tattooed on you? What point is that? What low, small, fragile point is that? What? <laughs> what? Pathetic point. What pathetic? Well, you know, man, I've been thinking lately. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Roll the title sequence. All right. Have you ever heard of a uh, sound or <laughs> hold on? <laughs> have you ever heard of? <laughs> Just cut this part. We're doing the theme song still. Actually, put this over the put theme this song. Over the th- this is the whole. Killing it. Things I learned last night. Have you ever heard of? Count de Saint Germain. What? Say it again. Count de Saint Germain or Count of Saint Germain. De oh, is yeah, this is a vampire. In, yeah. Well, I. This is a vampire. Technically. This is a person people think is a vampire. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually. Well, I want to say they think. 
This person's what? <laughs> is it a vampire? Uh, well, I mean, uh, sort of. Uh, some people, some people act like he is. I want to say he's a vampire. Like he's not technically like there's no such thing as vampires. Uh, but <laughs> but aliens are real. Yeah, what an idiot to believe in vampires. But That's so ridiculous. But this is why aliens don't talk to us. <laughs> so we we believe in stupid things like vampires. So here's the thing. If he's not a vampire. Count but for do, someone who's again, not a vampire, he does some pretty vampy things. Vampy things. <laughs> I don't know, bro. That's super vampy. <laughs> that's pretty vampy. Yeah, no, I don't look in mirrors. Mm, that's pretty vampy of you, dude. And I can't remember the last time I saw my reflection, dude. I went out with some friends to Pizza Hut the other night, and I was like, "Do you guys like the little garlic butter stuff?" And a guy was like, "I don't eat garlic," and I was like, "That's, that's vampy. vampy of you, bro. Yeah, that's so vamped." There was a guy who was like, "Man, if you take that piece of wooden over there and stab it into my heart, I'd probably die." And I was like, that's pretty vampy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned that you would die from that because it's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking of doing. I saw this steak thanks over for, here. Thanks for the warning. Also, yeah, he just calls he calls it a piece of wood. <laughs> yeah, that piece of wooden steak. Yeah, uh, I think that's wild that we kill people with steaks and they were like, yeah, because he died. That means he that was means a, vampire. a vampire. Yeah, if if he was a human, he would have he would have just also died. <laughs> he would have been less dead. He would have died a little different. So count of where? Saint Germain. Saint Germain. Saint okay. Germain. Yeah. Um, so uh, this is an interesting guy. Um, he What's was his real name. Um, Jordan. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we don't have a real name. We don't have a real name for him. Um, there's uh, a lot of um, that's pretty vampy too. Yeah, it's very vampy. There's a lot of uh, just mystique around this guy. Um, he's a real guy. We have a historical record of him actually living. Okay, um, he's estimated to have been born in 1691. Oh, whereabouts ish somewhere an old there. guy um, and then he died uh, theoretically theoretically allegedly allegedly he died in 1784 um, when he was like 90. Yeah, um, so a pretty long fruitful life uh, even for a vampire, uh, <laughs> but here, here's the thing. So his life he's he he did a few things. He dabbled. He was kind of one of those renaissance mans if you will mans <laughs> got it. Renaissance men yeah. sounded weird. This is the man's room. <laughs> Excuse me, miss. Can you point me to the man's? Okay, uh, so he did a few things. Okay, uh, including uh, alchemy. Uh, he was pretty involved in obviously mixing chemicals in, together and he's pretty involved happened. in alchemy. <laughs> Tell me about that new guy you've been seeing. Yeah, he's just really into um, alchemy. You know, I love how humble he is. <laughs> I've never seen him check himself out in the mirror. <laughs> I'll tell you this though. He's got this like cow lick, right? So his yeah. like hair sticks up in the middle, but yeah. he just never knows. And he has this really weird lisp, but I think Dude, that's okay. one thing people don't talk about. Vampires got to be ugly as heck, man, because they they can't see themselves. They can't. They can't put themselves together. They have they, no idea. Wow. I didn't even think about that. That's how you know. <laughs> Next time you see an Next ugly time you person. see someone <laughs> that you're like, that's some vampy stuff, man, <laughs> bro. Anytime I see someone with something in their teeth, like I'm like, hey, you got a little piece of human flesh in your teeth there. Hey, hey, uh, I I have something to tell you, but I need you to stay really far away from my neck <laughs> while I tell it to you. <laughs> yeah, you got something in your your you know. You should have seen that in the mirror, man. Whoa, back up, man. <laughs> whoa, whoa, 
Okay, so he was interested in alchemy um, and pretty renowned, renowned for it. Renowned? Yeah. Renowned. Well, I mean, if there's no the of- past tense of renowned, renowned, renowned. Yeah, pretty renowned for it. Um, he and he would travel around and do his little alchemy, alchemy tricks. Thing. I don't know what that that is. Entails. He was traveling. Yeah, he As was traveling alchemist? the world. He uh, well, Europe um, doing alchemy uh, and people were amazed at the stuff he did. Um, he was also involved in the arts and he was actually a pretty accomplished composer. Um, he has. Oh, let's see. Uh, Anything I would know? Six published sonatas. You know he wrote paparazzi. Yeah, that's his. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that was a cover. You look at the yeah, you look at the <laughs> credits for that one. He is he's the guy from what's that show uh, with the rapper. oh yeah, yeah the show with the rapper. <laughs> Yeah, you yeah, knew Dave? Exactly, yeah, you yeah. knew exactly what I was talking about. He's the guy that's always like, yeah, it's like in the background writing everyone's stuff. But you know, that's really that guy, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know he really does that. That's why I was referencing him. Oh, okay. Anyways, uh, so six sonatas, um, eight violin solos, um, and then four English songs, <laughs> which is apparently another genre. <laughs> oh, yeah, what it's an of, English song. What kind of music do you write? Oh, English songs. English. <laughs> It's English. You wouldn't it's get an it. English song. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then like, gosh, like forty uh, Italian arias. I think I'm saying that. Right. Yeah, I don't aria. Know. Yeah, um, I don't know if there's any you would know. I don't. I mean, I don't know what's. I don't recognize anything Name one. in here. Um, op four, the maid that's made for love and me. <laughs> what? <laughs> The op, maid that's made for, for loving me. The maid that's made for loving me. Does it say loving with an apostrophe? <laughs> love I was like, and that is that guy's like love and three me. centuries ahead of his time. <laughs> if he's putting an apostrophe on loving, uh, here's my favorite one. Op seven. Uh, it's called when he saw my fanny's face. Mm-hmm. What are you looking at me like? Just looking at Alex as we we look at you trying to figure out what op means. It's opera. Okay. <laughs> I don't like the way you said it. It's opera. <laughs> <laughs> That's an English opera. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. So he he wrote a ton of music and he was very talented. Sure, and he played a lot of music as well. And he was an accomplished violinist. But this is one. This is not what he's famous for. No, uh, he was also a scientist. Knew a lot about just like I don't know how the universe worked. <laughs> So he's a scientist. He like knew a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, you could uh, you could ask him things. I and mean, you know it. I mean, uh, <laughs> just really just good, really uh, stuff. Yeah, um, about the universe and stuff. <laughs> yeah, you would ask him, and he'd he know. He's was, like, yep. He's like, I know that. That's something I know. Um, so he uh, he was also a polymath. He was just very intelligent, and he knew how to do a lot of stuff, and he had a lot of different skills. Um, but uh, he's famous. For, um, he, he there's kind of a legend that surrounds this. Sure, man. Um, I, I, I assumed. Think, yeah, I think I think. Uh, here's what happened. He would travel <laughs> from town to town, and he would show up to these high courts of 
like all the the uh, royalty the in that area. Yeah. And so he just walks into the castle Take me to the king to some big ball. Uh, and everybody there would be like dressed to the nines, like in sure. all their linens and whatever the rich people looked like back then. Yep. Um, and they'd be doing their thing, and he'd come in and just like rags. And so he would stand out like a sore thumb. Uh, the thing is, people would eventually begin to gravitate to towards him because he was so intelligent. He's and so he just, good at science. He had, <laughs> he had like the, this, that that gift where he could just kind of what do they call it? The gift of gab, where he could just kind of talk and schmooze people. And so everyone would okay. be like, you don't belong. And then he started talking to them and be like, tell me more stuff. Um, and <laughs> he, he'd be like, you don't belong here. And he'd go, it's just a maid made for loving you. And they were like, yeah. Like so, you need like to hypnotize. go. <laughs> yeah, they're like, they're like, hey, you don't belong here. And he's like, do any of us belong here? Whoa, yeah, dude, that guy at a party who's so it's so annoying, dude. We run into somebody, and like you're just like, uh, you're like, how's your day going? He's like, well, I mean, I don't even live by days anymore. You know, I just live in the moment, and this moment's pretty good. And this you're like, I want to burn the house down and leave you in it. You know. I, I hope love, you enjoy that moment. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna have some rough <laughs> moments ahead, my friend. Yeah. Uh, last time I ran into a guy like that at a party, I I just like I said, you're that's vampy. Dude. That's a pretty vampy thing to say. Well, yeah, he was pretty vampy because because people would just gravitate towards him and he'd tell him about alchemy or science or music or arts he was into. or all these things he was good at. Like a lot of people do at parties. But here's the thing. Here's another thing that's what really strange. Standing at the party playing a violin. <laughs> But he's got like a speaker next to him that's actually playing the violin. You see these people outside of Target. Hey, first of all, I just want you to know if you see somebody outside of like a Ross or a Target or a Walmart and they got a violin and that violin is playing along with music, they are not playing that violin. All right, and you should call them on it. Yeah. You should walk up and say, "I'll give you a hundred dollars cash." Yeah, I'll give you a hundred dollars cash if you can play a B flat scale. You should just walk up and just put your hand on the strings and Do see it. if you still hear it. Do it. Yeah. Um, it, <laughs> yeah, he just he would walk up to these castles with his violin. I'm gonna make a whole YouTube series on that of me of ruining fake violin, like fake violinists. Fake violinists. Yeah, it's called yeah. unvamped. Unvamped. <laughs> um, but yeah, he would he would walk up to these castles. He'd throw rocks at the windows, and then he'd hold his violin above his head, and then play this song that he wrote. <laughs> He's say anythinging. Anythinging. <laughs> <laughs> he's riding on a cow. That's the lawnmower back then, right? <laughs> so he's riding on a cow. Riding on a Just cow. Holding up the. <laughs> no, so people were just gravitating towards him and listening to all the stuff he would tell. And he'd tell yeah. these fantastic tales. Um, but one of the more interesting parts about him is he's wearing these like peasant rags. Sure. <clears throat> but all over him, all over these rags and his shoes and like in his hat are just real diamonds just sewn into his clothes um, like what? he bedazzled his rags what with real authentic diamonds like legitimate and people are like, oh, hey, look at all those diamonds that guy has on that really awful shirt. Uh, <laughs> so he's wearing what are those jeans called? I don't know. I think of the like, the um, <clears throat> the girl from your high school. They're like rhinestone that, jeans. Yeah, and she would always be like you 
dumb. You know that girl who talks like that, <laughs> and she was one of She always had the puffy jacket. <laughs> she always had the puffy jacket with the uh, with the fur around the hood. Was it Rock Revival? Maybe. Oh, I don't even know. The right, but it's 60? always got a weird, I'm stupid design on the back pocket. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, talking it's about. Like, it's like and a, it like bells out at the, the bottom. Logo or something. Yeah. You're telling me those were vampires the whole time. <laughs> There was name something stupid like Carissa, you know. It's always a Carissa or a Crystal, Megan, Crystal, Megan, Megan the Vampire, Megan. But it's got that weird silent H in it. You know what I'm talking about? M E G H A N. Dude, if that's your name, I you think you're a vampire. I think you. That's pretty vampy. Go to everybody you graduated with that fits that description and just send them a message and be like, Hey, are you a vampire? Out of nowhere, too. <laughs> no, like, hey, how's it going? Or yeah. how you been? Just, hey, are you? Don't a even vampire? try to lead into it like the way the essential oils people do when they're like, hey, girly, you know? And they try to be like, hey, I haven't seen or like someone who's like, well, for us, girls do that to girls, and they try to lock them into like MLMs. Yeah, guys do that to guys, and they try to like bring them into their like uh, financial portfolios or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, dude, let's work for a financial planning place. Would love to help you set up your investments. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, no, I would love to uh, unfriend this. Whole thing immediately, um, and so. But I'd anyway, to not know you anymore. And they always reach out and they're like, "Hey, man, really, lo- I, I just love following along what you're doing these days." Mm. Anyway, have you thought about investing? Anyways, yeah, I've got some investment opportunities for you. Um, <clears throat> so, it was a great idea for smokeless cigarettes. So this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so he's wearing bedazzled rags. Yeah, rhinestone and, rags. And remember that. We'll get like back to a that. Rhinestone vampire. <laughs> well, remember the rhinestones because we're going to come back to that in a second. Hey, thanks for checking out this episode. We love our listeners a lot. And one way that you can let us know you're here uh, is by leaving a podcast review. Maybe that's a five star thing in the Apple podcast app. Maybe you listen on Spotify or if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment. We do read all the comments and reviews. We just love knowing what you think about this show. Uh, Also, if you haven't yet, go check out some of our other episodes. My current favorite is the identical strangers episode. It's three brothers or triplets who were separated at birth unbeknownst to them or their parents as part of a really weird uh, experiment. So uh, there's a lot of really fun stuff we talked about in that episode, uh, but thank you for checking this out. Now back to this one. This episode is brought to you by Miracle Made. Hey, summer's here, and what that means is it's starting to get warmer at night. And if you're anything like me, that means you're waking up all night long covered in a whole lot of sweat. We're all friends here. We can be honest with each other. And if that's you, I recommend you check out Miracle Made. Miracle Made is crazy because their sheets are inspired by NASA. They have this silver-infused fabric, and it regulates temperature, which means if it's too hot at night, it helps keep you cool. And if it's too cold at night, it helps keep you warm. And it does this all night long. It's really, really cool. And the wild thing is they are luxuriously comfortable and they don't have the high price tag of a lot of other luxury brands out there. So you can feel a lot nicer in these than you would with sheets that you'd find at a lot of five-star hotels. It's crazy. Go to trymiracle.com slash Tillin to try Miracle Made sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a friend or a loved one, if you order right now, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo code Tillin, that's T-I-L-A. LN at checkout, you'll get three free towels and you'll save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product that it's backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee, which means if you're not 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash Tillin and use
use the code TILLIN to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash TILLIN to treat yourself. Thanks again to Miracle Made for sponsoring this episode. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Uh, one of the things that I have a problem with is I am a bottler. And that means when I feel something, any emotion, um, typically negative ones, I will bottle it up and pretend it doesn't exist. Uh, it's, a, it's a thing I've struggled with for a long time, uh, and I think a lot of us can sympathize with this. We, we deal with stressors in our lives, whether they're big or they're small things, we bottle them up, uh, and then that can start to affect us negatively, it can weigh us down, but therapy is a safe place we can go to get those sorts of things off of our chest and to figure out what the things are that are actually weighing you down, because sometimes you bottle that stuff up and you didn't realize you bottled it up. Uh, that's been something that's been super helpful for me with my relationship with my therapist. He walks me through these things and uh, unscrews the bottle caps and lets, lets things explode all over the place uh, in a safe environment uh, where that's kind of the understanding of what's happening. Uh, if you're thinking of getting giving therapy a try, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient. It's flexible and it's suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist or switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Tillin today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Tillin, T-I-L-L-N. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. But he's traveling around from kingdom to kingdom uh, and making, befriending Looking all like the- Looking like a disco ball, walking down. <laughs> Right, look at like a really raggy disco ball. Disco Dan over here, <laughs> uh, and he's he's rolling in, and he's meeting all these people, making all these these important friends. Oh shoot, is that where the whole thing, like where vampires are sparkly, is that where this comes from? Did I just ruin the end of this? Because like that's this, interesting. I don't know the whole thing about how I don't. Know, I, was that <laughs> just a Twilight thing, or is that like a vampire? I don't know why I asked Alex as if he would knew. I <laughs> I guess I assumed that Alex would know about Twilight. <laughs> But like in Twilight, their skin is sparkling. Yeah. Is that a Twilight folklore or is that like a vampire folklore? Uh, do vampires outside of Twilight have sparkling skin? Due to the or crystalline is that just Stephanie Meyer being there's... like, you know what, two thousand eight middle schoolers <laughs> would love just some sparkly skin. Uh, due to the crystalline properties of their cells, when a vampire is exposed to sunlight, their body will sparkle. I like hate that you're reading this as if it's from a medical journal. <laughs> what the heck is that? <laughs> due to the whatever of their cells. <laughs> I hate that you're reading this video. It's like a legitimate source. Everything I can find is just talking about Twilight. That was from the Twilight Wiki. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know if that was like a thing that's you know. I don't know. Maybe it came from this guy. Um, anyway, go ahead. But yeah, and so um, he somewhere on the, along the way met Voltaire. Um, oh, who obviously is a very famous everything. He did everything. Um, and he's super famous for just ripping other thinkers to shreds. Yeah. Um, and acting like they're really dumb. Um, but with the Count of St. Germain, Man, can you imagine how he would do in the current thought leader area? I would love to watch Gary V and Voltaire go at it, you know, <laughs> V versus V. And I would just love to watch. <laughs> so, I mean, like, you know, you just gotta, like, you know, picture your mom getting shot. You, the person you love the most, getting shot in the face. Yeah. And then Voltaire being all like, 
Well, I don't know how he spoke. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's him saying anything. <laughs> Puts his hands above his head and plays a speaker. But anyway, so uh, Voltaire talking about Count of Saint Germain, he actually had really great things to say about him. He he said he was super smart. He called him the Wonder Man because he knew a little bit about everything. I don't like that. And he also said, <laughs> he said he is a man who does not die and who also knows everything, um, which sounds like sarcasm to me. Interesting um, that you would bring that up. You know <laughs> that he doesn't die. <laughs> Yeah, it's, that's an interesting tidbit to, throw in, there, to throw in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So maybe that maybe now's a good point to talk about um, a little bit of the timeline of Count of Saint Germain. Um, uh, traditional wisdom says that this guy was a um, how do you say it? A con man, um, right? Because he would go into places and he would act super intelligent and tell all this stuff and be confident, um, and then people would love him. And he'd get in their inner circles of important people. As far as we can tell, it doesn't seem like he was selling anything. There's not. Yeah. I don't. I can't find any record of him going around and selling stuff. But he like, was. Hey. But he was. He selling himself. Yeah, he was getting into was these getting circles, in, getting and benefits then he was of being part of the circles, producing his his sonatas and stuff. So sure. um, maybe it was helpful to get into those groups. Um, but he he had friends with literal kings and queens were his friends. Um, those were the people he rolled rolled with, and he wasn't one of them, um, right? But he got to be around him. Uh, so uh, <clears throat> here's the mythology about <laughs> Saint Germain. Uh, the timeline goes back to about 600 BC uh, <laughs> when the count claims uh, that he received the staff of Moses from his great grandson Wait, during what? the time of Cyrus in Wait, Babylon. Hold on. <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> this guy claims. <laughs> yeah. So the count of Saint Germain yeah, claims yeah. that in 600 BC, yeah, he receives the staff of Moses. Yeah, who's he claiming this to? Uh, well, he got it from Moses' great grandsons, but, but he's cla- he's just I don't know telling somebody. I like that that stayed in the family for that long. The staff of Moses, <laughs> you know. I like that this was just like yeah, that's my great grandpa's stick. Yeah, <laughs> you know. It's just like in the corner of their house. Yeah, that's the stick that my grandpa says that he like turned into a snake and you know like opened the ocean up with or something. I don't know. I don't know. So I haven't read it. Yeah, yeah. I mix my coffee with it. Yeah, I <laughs> with a staff <laughs> with a the little, little tiny mug. cup and just. <laughs> you have to full body move. You can't just do it with your arms. You got to like full torso just. It's like it's like almost as wide as the cup. It's like yeah. literally like well, it's really hard because every time I put my staff into it, the <laughs> coffee spreads. Everything spills the out. Coffee, no, the coffee spreads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how he split the sea. He yeah. just you know is bigger than it. Um, yeah. So then, uh, and then in like 300 BC, he was a missionary uh, in England. Um, and then, and this is stuff that he's claimed or people have claimed about him. That's what's murky. Okay, okay, um, okay. Is it? It feels like what happened is this guy told a lot of really fantastic stories about himself. Um, and everybody in Europe bought it um, and then everyone was just like, yeah, everyone was like, yeah, he did yeah, all these people crazy don't. Things. Why would he say it if it wasn't true? Yeah, why would someone lie? This guy invented lying. Yeah, <laughs> that was actually what he's that known was, for. That was the first time anybody lied. People were like <laughs> he what? It. Yeah, he discovered it as a scientist. He, he was like, yeah, he was very lies. smart. And he's like, wait, I can just say things. Yeah. I could just say anything. <laughs> 
<laughs> so the mythology grew around him, and it's honestly tough to figure out: is these are these stories he told, or right. is this everybody else who met him embellishing upon the story sure. of the myth of the Count of in three hundred BC? He did what? According to he the was mythology. a missionary um, in England. Okay, and then the story goes dark until about thirteen hundred A.D. Um, oh, so like sixteen hundred years there. Yeah, where he uh, lived in the Tower of London uh, under King Edward's rule um, for about twenty years. Um, so that's cool. Uh, and then in the fifteen hundreds, uh, he spent time studying chemistry under Francis the First of France. Uh, at some point during those years <laughs> uh, at some point uh, and then in the 1540s uh, he uh, he did all this before he was born in 1691 huh <laughs> yeah uh, what an overachiever yeah and then uh, he meant some important people and then in 1695 to 1700 he was living in Venice uh, so that was now he's alive um, and then he was arrested and taken to Vienna um, and anyways there's a what lot was of he arrested for uh, I don't know. Lying. <laughs> Probably. Lying. <laughs> we just found out that you lied, sir. <laughs> That's a crime. Uh, and so he he uh, kind of lived this lifestyle where he's going all over the place, meeting a lot of people, and everyone's amazed by sure. everything, the stories he tells, the things he does. Um, and then his his alchemy career begins to blossom. Um, and he begins to talk about how do you make or, a career out of that or I don't know you <clears throat> go to the chamber of commerce right and you open up an alchemy it's a regulated shop. business obviously yeah, you open up the alchemy shop and then um, you scam all your neighbors into buying your chemicals cool um, <laughs> uh, so one of the things in alchemy in that era that was super popular was this mythological item called the philosopher's stone. Have you ever heard of it? It's in Harry Potter. You probably heard of it from Harry Potter. Okay, um, and the concept of the philosopher's stone historically was that it was my great grandfather's stone. <laughs> Is your great grandfather a philosopher? No, he was Moses's brother <laughs> and they, you know where the poem you know when they were kids they used to hit their the neighborhood kids. Moses used his stick and his brother used the stones and the kids started <laughs> chanting sticks and stones may break our bones, but words will never hurt, you know, and then their third brother said you shall uh, not pass and it was a whole thing yeah. and the words hurt him. You know, yeah, that's interesting. Um, no Gandalf joke. No, the uh, philosopher's stone, the philosopher's stone. So the philosopher's stone was this mythological item that all the al- alchemists were like we need um, because what it did is it had uh, some unique property that allowed you to turn any material. Yeah, it did. Of course into gold. Um, yeah, obviously, uh, and so you could just kind of rub this stone on it and then it'd be gold. I guess was the idea. Okay. Um, well, he claimed to, to have, have figured it. out the the properties of the philosopher stone. He didn't really claim to have the philosopher stone. He just figured out how it worked, how it worked, and so he okay. could turn anything to gold or anything, uh, and so he would turn tin into diamonds, and so he's like I got all this, this oh. tin foil for my sandwiches. I'm turning yep. it to diamonds. That's what they use <laughs> and he stuck it to his clothes because he's like look at all the cool diamonds I got. So that's where so all you're telling me from all the diamonds on his clothes is yeah. just crumpled up tin. <laughs> This man's walking in with tattered clothes. 
and tinfoil that he's tin telling foil. everyone. Look at my diamonds. And he's just walking in saying things like, you know, the government's letting tigers out. And the tigers are going to be our new rulers. And people are like, this guy's saying some crazy stuff, but we have to believe him because no one's ever said anything untrue before. Um, he was like, they're going to make a tiger that is ruling over all of us. He's going to be the the tiger king. And so watch out. The tiger kings are coming and wow has time proven true, you know? Uh, and so uh, he <laughs> crumpling up like he's he just figured out how to make up foil. Did he make it look like diamonds, diamonds, or did he have diamonds that he was doing a quick trick with? I mean, theoretically, unclear. He made diamonds. He made diamonds. Speaking of quick tricks, there was the trick that he pulled once, um, where I wasn't going to tell this story, but now we are. Uh, he there, I don't know, happened upon a dead dog somewhere, uh, and so he brought it back to life, and the dog jumped up, ran in a circle, and barked at everyone, and then fell over dead. Um, and someone was like, I'm going to write that down. Uh, and so we've got a record of that apparently happening. Interesting, um, <laughs> which to me is like, I mean, if you're going to heal a dog Why and then it heal dies it? right after yeah, kill a dog twice. Yeah, it's like it's like that wasn't helpful. Like what you just did. I'm not impressed. Like I'm a little annoyed. Look at what I can do. It's uh, inhumane. <laughs> it's pet abuse. Isn't aren't you <laughs> impressed? <laughs> uh, so yeah, so there's anyways, so uh, there's a couple of things like that. There's a couple of things like that. Uh, and so he 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 met, he was meeting all these people okay. and traveling to all these different places and doing all these amazing things. Well, one day he's he's at this court in England um, and there was a duchess there who was very excited to see that he entered because she was like, wow, he looks just like someone. My I knew. dog just died. <laughs> this is perfect. My I've dog. always prayed for just 20 more seconds with my dog. <laughs> my dog just died and I am really low on diamonds, <laughs> but I've got a lot of foil dogs and diamonds, dogs and diamonds. LLC. <laughs> So uh, she was excited to see him because he looked very familiar. He looked like someone she knew many years ago. She's an elderly duchess. Oh, so she came up to him and was saying how he looked a lot like um, this other man that she had known known um, many, many moons in the past. Oh, okay, and he said, darling, that was me <laughs> and yeah. uh, he recounted all the events of the night that they met and the experiences that they had together and she was blown away that he remembered and she said, how do you still Look like you did. What's your in secret? that day? Then she said, "You must be ninety years old." And he said, which is a famous quote from him. He said, "Ma'am, I am very old." And then he just walked away. <laughs> That's my Twitter bio. <laughs> Ma'am, Ma'am, I am very old. I'm very old. <laughs> I can't wait. At what age are you allowed to start saying that stuff? You know, ma'am, I'm very old. I love old people. I love old people who say stuff like that now. Yeah. You know, <laughs> where they're just like, I'm old, I'm very old. Like Ray's great grandma. Every time we go over there, is just like, well, yeah, I'm probably not gonna wake up tomorrow. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. You don't be. Yeah, don't you write your name on some stuff. <laughs> that's what she, it's like. What? That's so sad. Uh, so yeah. So and, and here, here's the thing. It, it wasn't just Voltaire who had. Things to say about him. Sure, uh, Moses. <laughs> also, Moses. <laughs> on the staff. Yeah, on the staff. Yeah, I we found engraved. the staff. He signed it. 
no Casanova uh, said of him. He said he's an extraordinary man um, and he would say in an easy assured manner that he was 300 years old. He would just talk about being 300 uh, ma'am. <laughs> I'm 300, I'm 300 years old <laughs> uh, and then here's what he said. Uh, he knew the secret of the universal medicine uh, and he possessed the mastery over nature and he could melt diamonds. All this he said What's as if it was just tribal to him. I don't know alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> he knew the secret of the universal medicine. Doesn't that sound he like knew what, all about beer? Doesn't that sound like <laughs> someone who's just like is a cocktail server who's just like, yep, I learned the secret of universal medicine. <laughs> you know, with their little what are yep. those things called? Shakers? Are these called shakers? I think so. I don't know what they're called. With their little, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. And then uh, there was uh, Catherine the Great. Uh, of uh, uh, Russia, mm-hmm. apparently, allegedly, uh, he was a part of a conspiracy that put her on the throne, and so apparently he was involved in the whole. What year was that? Coup that put her in power, seventeen sixty-two. Uh, so this is during his life. Yeah. Uh, and then in seventeen seventy-four, this is a little eerie. Um, he met Louis the. What is that? 14th um, in France mm-hmm. and he told them he said hey there's going to be a f- revolution in 15 years. You should be careful and then 15 years from then in what year did he say the super famous revolution uh, 1774 Wow, and so he predicted it and so I led some people to think he's a time traveler um, that event uh, and also the fact that he's like 40 every year. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, that seems sketchy. It's sketchy that you we celebrated your 40th birthday last year and it still says 40 on your cake this year. Yeah, but then every suburban white mom would be a vampire, right? Because they're all still 29. You <laughs> yeah, know? I'm only 29. That's my 29th again. Hey, don't say that unless Stop you freaking it. mean it. Okay, <laughs> don't lie. To me. <laughs> don't lie to me right now. Um, and so then then he lived the rest of his life in Hamburg, Germany. Um, where he became friends with Prince Charles, obviously, um, and uh, was a guest in their castle. Uh, and the that's, one that's where the one that's still alive, Prince Charles. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty vampy, bro. That's a pretty vampy thing of him. Do you, I, think, the queen's a vamp- Do you think the queen's a vampire? I mean, she's pretty old, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> ma'am, I'm pretty old. <laughs> and so, uh, and that's where, according to local records, where he died on February twenty seventh, seventeen eighty four. Um, but the the legend of uh, of do we know cause of death or did they bury him? I don't know death. Um, yeah, they buried him. I think I don't know. And according, all I see is according to records, he died there. Let's say that you don't age, right? Yeah. Let's say that this is how you look for the rest of your life, but your wife yeah. does. Yeah. At what age do you go? This doesn't look appropriate anymore. We have to <laughs> is there a point where you're like we can't go and we have together? to part. <laughs> yeah, I know we're both 80, but you look it, but you, you look know it and I don't and I look 40 and I'm getting tired of the I don't know slander man the way people look at me <laughs> ma'am you start. What if you start? Hey, what if you start calling your wife ma'am? <laughs> Will you please do that? <laughs> She'd be so mad. Yeah, but like just like see how long it takes for her to like I bet the first time I said it. She'd be like, "What?" <laughs> I think I said yes, dear, once, and she was like, "Don't talk to me like that. That's freaking weird." Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. 
Because she was like, she's like, that you, feels, you guys don't have like, she's romance. like, that feels, huh? You guys don't have romance. <laughs> I think she was she's like, 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 like she's like, that feels like a weird, like submissive hub, husband. It's gross. And yeah, you're supposed to, you were clearly, obviously, are the big man protector <laughs> type. So. That's what that's what drew her to you. Was was she her just rugged My masculinity? Big, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, that's exactly what it I I told her I said, "Ma'am, I'm very rugged." Ma'am. And she believed me. Still does. Yes. <laughs> Ma'am. You got any chocolate milk? <laughs> Hey, thanks again for listening to this episode. If you like our show, make sure you follow us on social at Tillin Podcast or subscribe anywhere where you're listening to right now, whether that's YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, whatever it is. And if you want more, uh, we do have a Patreon you can support us on. Uh, in there, you get all sorts of perks like ad-free episodes, early access to our content, and even a Discord with our hosts and producers. Uh, so we'd love for you to check that out. All you got to do is text Tillin to 66866. That's Tillin to 66866. But thanks again for checking us out. Here's where things get interesting. Oh, um, After this, uh, he's dead uh, and normally allegedly normally at this point in the story. It'd be over, um, but <laughs> as you know, he's very old uh, <laughs> and it seems like he just continued um, because records of things involving him continue to be in the books um, and this is where questions start to arise because if you look at the story of this guy's life up until he died, you would say this guy was a guy who was pretty good at art uh, and was relatively smart, but probably just smoothed a lot of people and was a bit of a con man yeah. and lied about a bunch of stuff. Had a big personality, kind of <clears throat> skated his way through life. Yeah, 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 yeah. And made a lot of really powerful friends. Sure. Well, uh, what happens after this is either he created such a persona that the mythology carried on to a point where everybody had to continue talking about him. Okay. Or He's still alive. He lived forever. Uh, <laughs> those are the two options. People, a lot of people lied, or he's still alive. Uh, so, in 1785, uh, what would this be? Uh, a year after his death, uh, Anton Mesmer, a pi- like the 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 first hypnotist, like the big guy who was like, I can hypnotize people. <laughs> The first guy to be like, I can do I it. I can do this. And then everyone, the guy like, who did the watch. Everyone's like, what did you say yeah. to me? I can do it. Excuse me. I don't know why this guy talks is mesmerizing. This guy's. <laughs> I will do whatever he says. <laughs> if I can understand it. <laughs> uh, he. Uh, just out and said he's like he's like yeah I'm counts of Saint Germain I'm the count of Saint Germain. Oh, um, which if you're a person a year after the death, a year after the death, which here's the thing: if you're, if you're a, person a person who is period doing uh, hypnotism for a career, I think it's fairly likely, especially in this day and age, where you're gonna make up something like that to make you sound more credible. So this one to me, not sure. super interesting. Not super interesting, right? 
Here's one that's interesting to me. Um, George Washington. (laughs) (laughs) George W. Bush. (laughs) (laughs) Here's one that's interesting to me in 1785. Again, a year after his death, um, the Freemasons have a record that show that St. Germain was a rep at a convention that they held. Yeah, that makes sense. But that's the that's the Freemasons. I feel like that's a lot more believable to me than you trust the Freemasons over hypnotists. (laughs) Where do we draw the line? I think it's far more believable that this guy uh, was a Freemason then he that's probably true. I was lying. How long have the Freemasons been around? We should do an episode about them. Yeah, that's a good idea for a long time longer than this. Um, and then in the 1820s <laughs> in the 1820s, um, St. Jane Germain apparently took on another identity. Um, and so there were these memoirs. Um, this is if the 1820s is 40 years post alleged death post alleged death. Yes. Okay. Uh, there was a, 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 a guy by the name of Albert Van Dam. Um, who wrote about meeting a guy who had a striking resemblance to the count of St. Germain um, who went by the name of major Fraser, which sounds like you're making that name up major Fraser <laughs> major Fraser. What's it? What's your name? <laughs> major Fraser. <laughs> okay, I will believe you because that's what people do. <laughs> Yeah, lying is still so new. I feel like it can trust a lot of people most of the time. Still, uh, make them ups are still so new. They didn't have a word <laughs> make yet. Ups. <laughs> uh, so here's a quote from that guy, uh, Albert Van Dam. He said he called himself Major Fraser. <laughs> lived alone and never alluded to his family. Moreover, he was lavish with money, though the source of his fortune remained a mystery to everyone. He promised a marvelous or he possessed a marvelous knowledge of all the countries in Europe at all time periods, and his memory was absolutely incredible. And curiously enough, he often gave his hearers uh, to understand that he acquired his learning elsewhere than from books. Where'd you learn that stuff? You will never find out. It wasn't books. <laughs> Where'd you learn that? Well, not no, books. I'll tell you what. <laughs> haven't picked up a book in years. You know. Well, that didn't help. Where'd, Where'd you, you, you learn? Where you listen to podcasts? <laughs> yeah, not books. <laughs> uh, and then he said, "Many is the time he has told me with a strange smile that he was certain he had known Nero, uh, and he had spoken with Dante." And so on, and so he's like, he's like, this guy was just confident that he had been around forever and knew everything, not from books. But was from he in the military? That's why he's major, or was he saying his first name was Major? I think it was his first name. I'm not. Yeah, sure. my name I'm is not. Major. <laughs> uh, and then he just disappeared without a trace. Nobody knows where he went. Cool. Um, so yeah, that's interesting. Uh, and then in 1880, uh, some somewhere in the 80s. Um, the Theosophical Society, um, which was led by mystic Helena Blavatsky, uh, which is <laughs> this is you pronouncing names. Helena Blavatsky. You sound like a you know what you sound like is a uh, a person who's hired to be the uh, announcer at, at like a, a coach pitch baseball game. <laughs> you know, it's like children. It's not even a real sport. All right. And you're just like, um, next it's Helena Blavatsky, <laughs> you know. And you're like, what are you doing? That's an interesting. Uh, what a weird thing, my guy. An interesting point that you've raised about the way I speak about names. Um, 
the way I speak about names. Oh, that's f- um, how interesting of you to bring up the way I speak about names. That was a vampy sentence, bro. Uh, so the hell of don't Blavatsky. speak to me about the way I speak about <laughs> names. Sir. Okay. Helena Blavatsky. Uh, she was a mystic. Uh, she was a part of the what is this called? The, the, the Theo. What well, I said it a second ago. This Theosophical Society. Theosophical Society. <laughs> uh, and she. Uh, you, it seems like she was rolling in the same circles that our friends L. Ron okay. Hubbard and um, oh, what was that other D&D Jack Parsons? Guy? Jack Parsons and the other demony guy, Alistair Crowley. Alistair Crowley, yeah, yeah. It seems like she rolled in. Those, I hope those that guys. no one ever associates me with that. <laughs> you know, what's that? I hope no one can guy? ever be like, what's that demony guy we knew? <laughs> oh yeah, Jaren. Yeah. Yeah, that guy was just real demon. Yeah, so and there's a podcast. I don't know, hundred years from now, that's like, well, there's a really demony guy in that area named Jaron Myers. You know, like a weird. So she, she, uh, if if they were alive, like sixty years earlier, he would, they would have been, in, she would have sure. been in that circle. Like those were the people she rolled with. But she claims. Well, she uh, apparently this is in the 1880s this is almost a hundred years post death. Yeah, um, and she claims that he was still alive and working towards the spiritual development of the West, um, and there was even claimed to be a genuine photo taken of the two of them together, um, which we can take a quick peek at. Um, here's a picture of Count of Saint Germain. He looks like every person that was alive in the 1700s. <laughs> 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 Just like I don't know. Imagine uh, somebody from the 1700s. You nailed it. He's just got that like white wig hair and I don't know, a pointy nose and then a weird coat. Um, just a weird coat. Yeah. So that's him. Um, here's here's Helena Blatsky, Blavatsky, and him. Uh, she's in the middle. This is a very Whoa, great. Why does she look like that? Because <laughs> she's like a little demon. Because she's demony, dude. <laughs> yeah. Madam um, Blavatsky. Yeah. And Masters Kuthumi and, and Saint Germain, and then Saint Germain on the right. Um, which here's the thing: on the right of that picture is supposed to be Saint Germain, and I'm going to be honest. With I don't you. see that. A lot of people the... act like he looks a lot like that guy, but I'm looking at it, and I don't feel like he looks a lot like that guy. I I'm just going to say, either. Um, which if he's a time traveler, he could come and she go get looks some like, facelift. Okay, so she's in a. You know when you go to like a roadside attraction and they got yeah. that giant rocking chair and yeah. you sit in it, you take that picture <laughs> and you're like, look how small I am compared to this chair. That's her, but real, right? Yeah, yeah. And he <clears throat> looks like look at uh, those boots he's wearing. Yeah, he looks like the hero at medieval times. <laughs> I mean, he's definitely got a beard in this picture, which he doesn't in the other one. So that could be right. a little deceiving. And also this picture is very low res. Yeah, because um, it was like very early photographs. The other guy's got a mullet on the other side. Yeah, uh, he's yeah. wearing yeah, Santa's he was ahead coat. Of his time. He's wearing Santa's coat. The guy on the he on actually the is. Yeah, honestly, left. honestly, here's an interesting thing about this photo. In the middle, uh, we have Madame Zeroni from Holmes. <laughs> yep. And then we've got Santa on the left, but yep. early, like Santa early when he was Santa. like 21. Santa, this is a young Saint Nick, <laughs> right? And then in the middle is Jesus. That's yeah. Jesus in the middle. And then Saint Germain on the right. This is a very prolific squad yeah. we got right here. Um, I was gonna say Osama bin Laden <laughs> in the middle. But I'm glad you said Jesus. <laughs> I was like, that's Osama bin Laden. <laughs> Look at him. A different. No, 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 no. That's Jared Leto playing Osama <laughs> bin Laden. <laughs> that's what that looks like. <laughs> Look at that guy. 
<laughs> you can't tell me that's wrong. You can't tell me that's wrong. Look at his eyes. That's Jared Leto playing Osama bin Laden. <laughs> that is the most accurate thing I've ever heard. It's the eyebrows, dude. That is so. It's funny. the eye structure. But yeah, so looking at this, I'm like, I don't, I don't see how that's Saint Germain. Like, <sighs> I just, I, I mean, I know this is a wig, and I know the other guy has a beard, but the facial structure to me is very different. Even though the, the I love that you're so pushing small. through. You, I love that I'm mocking you to your face. Yeah, that's the rugged masculinity that Brie loves. Is your ability to push through adversity? Yeah, yeah. No one's gonna make fun of me. Yeah, those, those two it. did not look alike at all, unless yeah. he just went through. Well, but it's been a hundred years, you know. It looks like he's keeping up with the styles. Because in true. that first picture, he looks like a seventeen hundreds guy. Yeah, and in the second picture, he looks like an eighteen hundreds guy. One quick way vampires always get caught is that they always look the way that they used to. They look right? too vampy. You see a seventeen hundreds looking guy now. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna drive a stake through his heart. Yeah, you know. <laughs> That's actually happened a couple of times. I was, you know, it, it was. You look like you lived like three hundred years ago. I'm gonna yeah. kill you. <laughs> I'm gonna end your life. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I did that to another guy who was wearing that Santa coat. Uh, mm -hmm. Turned out, ruined Christmas at the uh, Battlefield Mall. So, oh, interesting. Well, he looked like he was from the 1800s, so I had to take him out. <laughs> uh, so, and in 1972, shut up. <laughs> in 1972. He walks in the White House and Richard Nixon goes Val <laughs> Vampy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I wish. Um, but it could be. Presents himself as Valiant Thor. Prevent presents himself as uh Well, I'll tell you what he also did. <laughs> yeah. Is uh he joined a NASCAR race <laughs> and made off with the semi. <laughs> Um, so uh, a guy by the name of Richard uh, Chanfrey, uh, he went on TV in France uh, and he claimed that he was uh, this guy, the count of Saint Germain. Yeah, uh, and he why is why are we letting that guy on TV? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like why it's the same thing that happened when Emperor Norton declared he was the emperor. Why is the guy walked into the TV studio and said, Hey, I'm the count of Saint Germain, and they were like, uh, "No, you're not." And he's like, "You want to see me turn you, this tin uh, into gold?" And they were like, "Someone turn the cameras on." <laughs> Let's roll it. Do we have the footage of that, um, or like actually, a picture from him? I mean, maybe I can see if I can find some. I don't have it, but um, but yeah. So he he allegedly on French television uh, brought a camp stove um, and lit some tin on fire and turned it to gold on TV, and everyone was amazed. And you don't have the video of that and to then, show me. No, I didn't think to go find it. I'm going to be honest with you. I read it. I was like, wow, that's pretty crazy. That's crazy <laughs> that that exists on video somewhere. <laughs> that's wild. If only there was a way for us to confirm that. We'll look for it in the after the fiddle. Okay, uh, that would have been a thorough thing for me to do in preparation for this episode, but you didn't. Yeah, we need research assistance. If you're interested, uh, <laughs> actually, you know, we don't even need research assistance. We just need the man who knows all history from all time. If you're a vampire that goes by the name of Richard or wait, no uh, count of Saint Germain. Um, Honestly, he apparently might be listening to this. I mean, apparently, yeah, well, he is a he is a Patreon supporter. <laughs> <laughs> he pays us in diamonds every month. Yeah, we, we get him in the mail hard mail. <clears throat> um, it, later, this claim was presumed to be false. 
Um, which I mean, you probably don't have to say later there. It, people probably just presumed. Yeah, that's false. This people guy's like, a liar. Yeah, it's made up. This guy's, uh, at this point, lies have been around for at least. People like, a we know what we years. know what make em ups are now. <laughs> We've got a word for make em ups now. Um, but and it was it was such a it was such a big thing that like all throughout history, uh, the seven seventy two is the last time we have like a, a reference to him. But all throughout history, in uh, countries all over the world. There are written records from uh, relatively reliable sources. Sure, that they had an encounter with Saint Germain or someone who, who roughly fit the fits description. the description of someone who had been alive for a very long time. But we're also saying that a picture of this guy looks like every guy who's been alive in the 1700s. <laughs> it is also accurate. It's pretty broad to be like that could be that could be that guy. Yeah, because there was no photographs and there's that was the only that's the only painting we was know he, of was him. he alive before photographs. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> was he around before video? Before video? Shut up. Uh, so, <laughs> um, but it was it was such a big deal, and so many people knew about this story that Napoleon yeah. in the seventies, eighteen seventies, Napoleon Bonaparte, not Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, uh, Napoleon Bonaparte in the eighteen seventies um, had formed a coalition to track down Saint Germain, um, and he had searched far and wide. Um, or at least had some of his people search far and wide for Saint Germain and had a lot of records and allegedly that right when uh, they were about to find or right around about to crack the code crack the case of Saint Germain right um, the records caught on fire. There's a guy who stood in front of the fire and said Stop. I will shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> Another reference to an unreleased episode. I love it. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I don't know, man. Uh, here's the thing. Here's here's what we know. Saint Germain was a real guy uh, who did some real stuff uh, <laughs> that was relatively important. Sure, but at least important enough for him to get some really rich and powerful friends. That he lied to a lot. Yeah, and convinced them he was more important than he was. And then after that, most likely the legend of his life lived on, and people started seeing him everywhere. Yeah. Um. That or he's a time traveler or a vampire or an alien. Um, one of those could be any of them. <laughs> could be any of those. Yeah. Um, another another property of the philosopher's stone allegedly is that if you access this and you were to liquefy the juices from the philosopher's stone and consume them, you'd live forever. That's the and so oh. if he had the philosopher's stone that was turning you don't have to be gold. a vampire to live forever. I mean, I guess not. <laughs> huh? I thought that was a vampire thing. I thought that was exclusively vampy. Yeah, exclusively vampy. Well, you know. Yeah, but anyways, one of the things he's most known for <clears throat> out of everything he's done. Yeah, is uh, there was holding a fiddle above his head. <laughs> he said, dear Satan, <laughs> dear Satan, if you let me live forever, I won't fiddle you off. <laughs> Things I Learned Last Night is a production of Space Tim Media, produced by Christian Taylor, audio by Alex Garnett, video by Connor Betts, our graphics and our logo by Caleb Goldberg, and our social media is run by Caleb Walker. Our hosts are Jaren Myers and Tim Stone. Follow us on your favorite social media platform at Tillin Podcast. That's T-I-L-L-N Podcast. Remember to tell all your friends about us, and we'll see you next Tuesday for another episode of Things I Learned Last Night.